This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. Ask for a dime. <laughs> this is Professor America's Reed. Segmentation, targeting, positioning, and messaging is, of course, the game. They call me the empirical pimp. I'm legit with a logit, the militant poet, so act like you know it. I am super excited to welcome our next guests to the program. This is a fantastic group locally in Philadelphia. They are hot right now, listeners. They are called Good Night, Good Luck. I have three members of the band with me in the studio. I have Jason, a.k.a. Jedi Verdibello, Eric Zrinski, Ed Taylor. Welcome to the program, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. It's a true pleasure, man. Hey, man, I just love it. Guys, first of all, the Grammys are coming on on Sunday. You guys are going to get a Grammy at some point. Um, You've already envisioned this, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I've already already decided which bands I'm going to slag off. (laughs) (laughs) I love this because one of the things we're talking about as part of the program is is, you know, kind of the, the notion of how you create your brand, how do you create your business. And we often look at like uh, cultural goods like music, and we don't often allow ourselves to sort of have kind of both the creative side, but also the business side. And I remember when I was sort of coming up in the garage band world, like you basically had to just go out there and tour. There was no social media, there was no website, there was nothing. So I love to sort of talk to new up and coming musicians, artists, to kind of understand their strategic approaches, their the way that they think about how they are doing what they're doing and sort of talk to them. So I want to welcome you guys to the program. I want to start with Jay. First of all, let me, let's just quickly go around and talk a little bit about how you know you guys started, how you found each other, and your story for Good Night, Good Luck. Sure. Um, I can kind of take it. Uh, I'm Jay, by the way. Uh, I'm Jay. I do uh, guitars, keyboards, percussion, nice. backing vocals, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it's fun. Awesome. Uh, and the way that the band uh, started, at least from my perspective, is that... Uh, um, I was in a band called Venice Sunlight, which we're still kind of kicking around doing some stuff here and there mm-hmm. uh, with my, our drummer Alex is also in that band. Mm-hmm. And um, I was kind of getting burnt out by being the main business guy in the band, the guy booking all the shows, finding the studios, mm-hmm. you know, all that other good stuff, f- figuring out the marketing strategy, um, all that good stuff. And then also being one of the co-songwriters and, you know, like coming up with the melodies and harmony and everything. It was really difficult for me. So what I wanted to do was join a band where I didn't really have to do as much of that. Okay. I, really, I wanted to kind of step back from being the front person of the band, the lead vocalist and everything else. And mm-hmm. I wanted to oh, interesting. just kind of contribute in a jack of all trades kind of way wherever I could. Gotcha. Um, and because our guitarist moved down to Atlanta and had a baby, yay for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, <laughs> our, and our bass player um, also has two wonderful children of his own mm-hmm. kind of kicking around in Jersey. Um, Alex, our drummer, and I were kind of like, hey, what's the next step? And thankfully, Eric was itching for years to do some stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was happy to kind of step in and kind of just fly by the seat of my pants and Very figure cool. out. Yeah, kind of. And, and you know, and, and to some degree, and we'll get into this a bit more, I'm sure, as we have the conversation. Mm-hmm. To, to some degree, um, I do kind of still do some of the businessy things sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and some of the social media stuff and whatever. Gotcha. Um, but it feels like a little bit less pressure. It's a little bit more fun nowadays, a little bit more immediate. Um, and again, we'll get to that, you know, but mm-hmm. that's kind of from my perspective, that's 
how things kind of came about for me. Very cool. Eric, yeah. what are your thoughts? And tell, tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah. So um, Ed and I were in a band called Summer's Gone in college. So awesome. That's 2003. Yeah. 2003. Take yeah. it away 16 back. 16 years right? ago now. 16 so. years ago. Wow. Um, so, awesome. And then we had played in another band, um, Impressive But Not Dinosaurs, while like later in college. So mm-hmm. it we've been in and out of bands together for a while. And uh, Jason and I worked together at a company. And... I hadn't played uh, in a band in a while, and I kind of was itching to do something new, gotcha, and gotcha. that's kind of where it was born. Um, and I do a lot of, like, he had kind of spoken about, like, the songwriting aspects, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what comes naturally for me. Like, I'm definitely gotcha. a better songwriter than I am a musician. <laughs> uh-huh. you know, what, like, what's, your mu- what's your instrument? Uh, I play guitar in gotcha. this one. Nice. Um, so, okay. like, I will, you know, write some of the basics of the song, come with some words written, and then the band kind of takes oh, over and do some arranging and whatnot. So I'll get the basic stuff down. Jay will kind of noodle over it and do the complicated stuff. And gotcha. That's gotcha. kind of where we're at. Very, very cool. You're sweet, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell us, tell us a little bit about what you're doing at as well in uh, terms of your role in the band. Yeah. Um, I mean, similar to what both of them said, like we've all, mm-hmm. to some extent, I guess the exception of Sarah, have played together. Sarah Paleo, right? That She's the lead singer? She's right. our, yes. Yeah. Hi, Sarah. Lady. Yeah. Dynamite, Sorry you couldn't make Sarah it. Sarah yeah. Paleo. <laughs> no, Sarah, Sarah Paleo, but, as it were. All of us Go ahead, Ed. <laughs> have, um, have played together in some way, shape, or form. Gotcha. I guess for the last like 14 years yeah, or Ed's, so. Ed's been my best friend since 2003. Awesome. Like we lived together in the same floor freshman year. Very and, cool. You know, we just wow. always kicked around in bands together. Interesting. So. Now, but, is that hard because it's like, you know, your, commu- your family. So yeah. do you guys get into like massive fights as well? Not right? massive. <laughs> no, no, no. Fights like with a lowercase f. Yeah, no, right. I mean, any relationship, right? I mean, we bicker. I mean, we were uh-huh. bickering upstairs. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's a it's it's a situation yeah. I think where I mean you have to have a healthy debate about stuff. And I say this about anything really. Yeah. I mean, um, even on team projects, I work at Wharton. Full disclosure, right? Um, uh, I help America's out with some stuff every now yeah. and then. Yeah, you're but, the Jedi, man. Yeah, that's, I that's get up there and like stuff happens, and I don't know how it happens, but yeah, you make it happen. We may, you know, yeah, I appreciate you. You got to hire the music industry major to fix your IT stuff. That's how we do it. <laughs> but but I think whenever you're working in any sort of collaborative effort, I always joke about this all the time when I'm talking about team team initiatives for mm-hmm. IT. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, it's like writing a song, man. If uh, everybody, you know, if everybody's miserable, you did it right gotcha. because because compromise is just like you got to give something and everybody has to concede oh, something, you know. And so um, I, I and I used to joke in my old my old band and I say about this man, I'm like, hey, if uh, if if we come out of the studio and we all hate the song equally, then we did it right. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting stuff. Yeah. Ed Taylor, tell me a little bit about this this creative process because I'm. You know, I, you always hear about bands, and you hear about you know they break up, and then Yoko, and you know, Yoko Ono, and this, yeah. and blah blah blah. And you know, <laughs> tell me about the your Ed Taylor, the creative process as you guys sit down and try to create the art. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, as Jay started pointing out, um, I think one of the running jokes in the band is that I hate all of our songs. <laughs> 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 Not actually the case, but it's a fun joke to run with. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. No, as Eric kind of put out before, uh, more often than that, he'll come up with um, at least a general idea, whether it's a riff, whether mm-hmm. it's a full progression or a full chunk of a song or even just like you know an idea like mm-hmm. you know i had these couple like chords that went together and sounded all right what mm-hmm. do you guys think interesting and then if um a lot of times alex and i'll start trying to bang around a structure or melody and for me at least i'll keep my parts really dumbed down to see what the structure is going to roll out gotcha. to be gotcha and once we have a solid structure i'll try and add some more like got it flourishes for like the bass notes and other items along those yeah. lines so you, you keep the structures as, as simplistic enough so that you can build it up and not yeah. like overdo it before the other inputs can be sort of built into the, the product if you will right yeah, yeah. I, I think that like um we're i don't want the songs to sound like i wrote them like i think that they should sound like 
collaboration. You know, like I could I could record at home and do my own thing, but mm, I think that our stuff mm-hmm. is so much better when uh-huh. we all kind of have our hand in the pot. Yeah, uh-huh. we 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 rip the, we rip the guts out of a lot of the stuff. I mean, we're joking about hating the songs, but what the thing is is that you know, yeah. half joking maybe. But uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I love this. I love the stuff that we write because uh-huh. you know we, we listen to the iPhone recording demos of it, gotcha. the genesis of it, and sometimes that sounds nothing like it. And I think one of the most important things you can do is kill your darlings. You know, mm-hmm. like there's mm-hmm. sometimes a riff that you absolutely love and you build a song around it, then you realize the song itself is better than the riff, and then you pull right. it out. You and know, you and, it, it's, mm-hmm. and it's and honestly, in terms of marketing. Um, Again, uh, thinking about it with in terms of my old band and kind of applying it to this band, mm-hmm. um, for me, I try to think about stuff that we we do not want to compromise what we're doing. Like mm-hmm. the reason why we kind of joke about hating our songs because we're always pushing ourselves to write something interesting or weird mm-hmm. or making a laugh when people expect us to go right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, we want to make sure that. Um, we're understood in a way, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and just making sure that we're marketing ourselves in the way, like in a cohesive kind of message for the band. I think that's accurate. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Eric Zwinski, let me ask you this. I'm going to throw it back to you guys. What is the the brand, if you will, of Good Night, Good Luck? Tell me about how you see it as a. What is it like? Give me, give me its ethos, Eric. Sure. Um, so the the name itself is where did it come from? A riff of a uh, Edward Murrow quote. Mm-hmm. So that was his yeah. sign off, his tagline. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that we write is is pretty subtly political, mm. so I think oh, that that's definitely a big okay. part of our brand. It's like, we're not going to hit you over the head with what we're doing, but a lot of the words that I write, at the very least, kind of play around with the you know the zeitgeist, the, the themes that we're seeing politically right now. Uh-huh. Um, What's but, your favorite lyric that you've written that has this kind of like ooh. you know underlying political ideology or, or, or statement that you would make to your audience? Um, Putting oh. you on the spot, Eric. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> um... Uh, maybe one of the newer ones. Yeah, the new. When is so you're working on a new album right now, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're kicking around some stuff. Uh, part of the reason why we kind of you know we came out with missing our EP yeah. back in the spring of 2018, last year. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. spring, spring of 2018. Yeah. And we uh, and 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 immediately you start thinking while I'm talking. Yeah, by the way. Eric is pondering this. Why is she? He's written so much. He's like his catalog of lyrics is just so extensive. It's so great. But yeah, we came out with missing, and and again it had a political bent to it. And again, we, I mean, the stuff stuff almost writes itself. I think we can say just because mm. we were observing this stuff happen and you know and we're yeah. trying and we're trying to kind of uh adjust it in a way and kind of filter it so again it doesn't sledgehammer you i think it's a big thing for us is that we don't want to be sledgehammery about stuff mm-hmm. but you know you'll get a lot out of it if you kind of like pour through it a little bit which gotcha. i think is you know we like to have layers in this band and pretend that we you know very substantive and things like that so now hey what's your favorite lyric uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, still, I'm still frozen i bought, <laughs> I bought, I bought you time and everything yeah, yeah right <laughs> but uh yeah but but the goal is you know we we uh we kind of laid low for the last half and last uh, last kind of fourth of the year fifth of the year just so we can kind of be with our families, lay low, holidays, things like sure, that. Sure. But at the same time, we were kind of gestating some of these ideas for songs, and I think we have like what four, three or four now that we're oh kind nice, of, okay. we're pretty happy with. So gotcha. we're gonna we're gonna gotcha. head back in the studio, I think, in the springish area, and, and head in with uh, some of our good buddies and lay a few down and just start releasing singles and just kind of start building up a sweet backlog of songs and see kind of where it takes us. Very know? cool, yeah. Ed Taylor, you're up. Tell me, give me the elevator pitch. Tell me about Good Night, Good Luck. What do you? What's the? How would you characterize the music? Oh, you came to the wrong one. For- <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible at uh, jazz what we, what fusion. We do is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. It's, some, it's like metal jazz. No. no. <laughs> the, I, to me, it always just it seems like a good um, combination of. It's easy to just call it indie rock because you can okay. like it so many okay. genres or subgenres okay. with that. Mm-hmm. But I, for me at least musically, it takes on a slightly more upbeat, up tempo. Gotcha. Yeah. Indie. Uh huh. 
Matthew. 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 Yeah, sure. I mean, if, if, if we can move you and make you move at the same time, uh-huh. then I uh-huh. think that we've done our job. Is that, is that accurate to say? Maybe? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's something to shake your hips to, but something to shake your head to. In, in, <laughs> yeah. deep, in yeah. deep, transient. We don't take it down any like real slow ones yeah. all that yeah. often. I, I guess. What do we play the slowest? Probably monitors. Monitors. Right now? Yeah. Monitors, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Overall, though, they they seem to take stay at like a generally like nice tempo. They're, some of our uh, choruses are even a little bit more like catchy and melodic mm. and. Can kind of like you know hook you in on that. Mm-hmm. Very very cool. Give us the website. Uh, that is a GNGL for good night good luck. GNGL dot band mm-hmm. is where you can find all of our stuff. And you guys are on Facebook too. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yep. Very yeah. very cool. Yeah. yeah, I love the music. I actually want to play uh, one of the clips. Uh, this is a uh, a track that Jay sent to me. Uh, it's from Missing uh, a, a while back, and I just kind of fell in love with it. the name of the song. Is called Ice Cream and Red Wine. Can we play that? Let's get it. Very very cool stuff. The members of the band are like their their heads are rocking in the studio. This is like art. This is like fun, right? This is yeah, like absolutely. creation. It's like this is our thing. We yeah. made this. Yeah, it's, right. And that's what I mean. And, and for me anyway, I mm-hmm. like I like coming out with something that becomes bigger than me. Gotcha. You know. So yeah. like and, and and Eric, we we kind of are laughing at Eric lately because it's our single, right? So we play it all the time <laughs> and poor Eric is like I don't know if I can play this song anymore man. and I'm like too bad and I'm like man it's marketing I know I, I've heard that I've heard that like you gotta the, do it the, the, the like being in the shows and like oftentimes we as fans of your work sure you know we don't see the, the hours and hours of rehearsal you play these songs over and over studio and again studio right? stuff man yeah, playing the stuff. same riff over, over and, and over, and over and getting over. it yeah. perfect yeah trying, take, to, yeah trying to finish it up in the studio the EP like I probably listened to those tracks I, I can't even count how many times mm-hmm. Between earbuds, car speakers, phone speakers, mm. like oh, quality full, control, the full range, just <laughs> yeah. to see what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah, there's even parts where you know we'd get through it, and it's like, oh wait, that's what you're playing in that yeah. part of the song. <laughs> Things that we wouldn't pick up on in the studio due to like just the way the noise bounced around or gotcha. yeah. whatever yeah. it might be. I rewrote my entire uh, uh, chorus guitar part um, because we heard it. And we're like, that's not good. <laughs> that's not even close to good. <laughs> so play that live yeah. for six Ooh, months. That's, now. <laughs> that's gross. So thankfully, we had a phenomenal producer, Joe Reinhardt. Shout uh-huh. out to Joe from mm-hmm. Hopalong. Uh-huh. Uh, and the headroom, great, great people over there, and uh, and you know it's great to have a producer come in and help you with this stuff because having someone that's not in the band and is so married to mm-hmm. like the parts that are all written and the lyrics and everything, he's like, what if you just rip this thing out and just like put mm-hmm. this new part in? I'm like, I wouldn't have even thought of that. Gotcha. So that's like yeah. having an extra member of the band, yeah. Which is what I don't think a lot of uh, people don't even really think about the role of a producer a lot, you mm-hmm. know. So that was mm-hmm. that was big for us was being able to go in with somebody that really knew what they were talking about. So now I do want to speak, Eric. Come on now, you got to have the best lyric now. <laughs> are you ready? He's like, I got nothing. Do I'm gonna start yelling lyrics to you, and eventually you can pick one. Yeah, I can't be the one. To do no, but that. I do. Want, I do uh, want to hit you with a question, Eric. Sure. So, and you know, as you guys start thinking about putting together the live show, I often hear you know there are bands that are really good in the studio because like you can make things perfect in the studio, and then when you take it live, it's like not so good. But you guys are awesome live. How do you think about you know the production of the music in the studio as you're trying to craft something perfect, but you also want to make it not super perfect so that it's stale, but right. kind of still have that live. And then how do you, what's your strategy for taking it to the masses in the live setting? There is very little that um, we do in the studio that we don't do live. So I think that's Mm -hmm. one of our main goals is that everything we're putting Mm -hmm. on there, we want to make sure that we can perform live and and do it well. So being able to replicate those things. And I think as much as we did have that production help, um, 
in the studio, a lot of it was more arrangement than yeah, like gotcha. let's let's layer this with forty guitar takes here, and that, you, <laughs> yeah, you know, that uh-huh. we're never going to be able to replicate live. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of music I hear is just like super overproduced, yeah. man. And then when you hear it live, you're just so, a little bit underwhelmed. I mean, but the approach for you guys because you guys have how big is your following? Um, it's like reasonable. Okay, I mean, again, yeah. like it's it's you know a couple hundred I'd say followers. Like it's just kind of like we're just kind of like gestating and kind of getting it all going. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have that much stuff out. We only have an EP, you uh, know. Yeah, so yeah, which is yeah. so like the fact that we have you know we sold out Boot and Saddle at least one. Once, yeah. I think you know, and very uh, cool. Yeah, you know, and you know, played KFAT a bunch of times, Kung Fu Necktie for those of you not in Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just been the reception's just been like, uh, you know, for me anyway, the reception has just been really really interesting to see because it's different for me coming mm-hmm. from a different band. Mm-hmm. So like, so people just coming up to us and really being effusive with the praise about it and actually giving us some really good feedback, even mm-hmm. the ones that are slightly musically inclined. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just been it's been really fun. And actually, um, again, to Eric's point, I'm just knocking things. To Eric's point <laughs> of uh, of uh, uh, trying to replicate stuff live. I mean, uh, if you go to our Instagram at, uh, which is just Instagram, that if you look up a good night, good luck band, um, you can actually see Eric's pedal board. Oh, nice. uh, and and I mean, like, and you know, and we'll do you know sound triggers for for movie clips and things oh, like nice. that. So like, so like just like things to really keep a cinematic feel. Gotcha. Because for us, oh, we, you know, right. re- replicating what we're doing and really making it sound big and important but mm-hmm. fun, uh-huh. I, I think is kind of kind of the thrust of what we're trying to achieve. Interesting. You know? Yeah. And so Ed, to, I'm going to talk a little bit about this, Ed, in the context of reaching out to your fans. Do you guys have a, the email list probably, right? How, how well, At this stage, you probably can are like super close with your fans. Like probably know all of them so, by name and all that stuff, right? <laughs> I, I would, I would know this. all of them by name. Yeah. Yeah. Just no, 95 of them, not all, not uh, the full A mailing list is actually the one, one of the few things we haven't gone and taken advantage of. Mm. Mostly some... I work in the web and mm-hmm. I hate email lists. <laughs> I you almost had a heart attack when I sent a screenshot from my phone that showed like 10,000 unopened emails. Oh, yeah. I can't be bothered right. to open them. Yeah, I want to go back through them. It's just another email that's just going to live in my inbox somewhere and yeah, sit there. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we've taken a more active approach on trying to mm-hmm. you know, get content up on Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. without always doubling it up and just posting the same thing in multiple places. Gotcha. But give right. me a reason for it. And right. at first I tried to take a lot of this on but more recently like Jay's far more equipped than I am at some of the platforms and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm all that great at them so it makes more sense to just kind of divvy it up amongst the band Mm -hmm. to each kind of take our part when it's you know, when it feels right to do so and reach out with that type of content. You're super great at the theory of it, like at the very least. Like, because yeah. I mean, Ed, Ed was fantastic. He helped us figure out like the best times to post on Instagram, oh, the best the times to post, yeah, the reach, huge. like oh, how to maximize the reach, which like I don't have the wherewithal to like dig <laughs> through that stuff, you mm-hmm. know. But then if, if I'm like, hey man, you just give me the marching orders and I'll make it sound weird, you know, and, <laughs> and accessible, hopefully, then that's that's hopefully the execution plan. And I, I think we're trying to position ourselves as, you know, a bit quirky and a bit kind of like, you know, inwardly looking mm-hmm. um, and you know not taking ourselves too seriously because uh, you know you, you look at certain bands that take themselves a little bit too seriously and yeah. you're like what, what's your deal you know right. but but, <laughs> right. but, uh, but I think you know ha- having Ed really spearhead and really pour through a lot of this market research and everything else he's been able to nice. do with his job is super beneficial nice. to the band very so, very cool yeah. How, what, what about the merchandising side how have you have you started Eric doing a lot of that stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. tell us a little bit about that Eric. so uh, we yeah. have um, a good friend of ours Jordan um, who's in a good band um, Echogenic okay. is done a lot oh, of our design work. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yes. Sent, I sent America's yes. the Echogenic. Yes. Yeah, they're awesome yeah. With yeah. Their, in all of the how talented those guys are. Yeah. I wish we could play like them. So sad I'm not as talented uh, as them. But uh, <laughs> Jordan is an amazing designer. So um, the Murrow logo that we use on our t-shirts mm-hmm. and, and whatnot, uh, he designed that, the actual font and typeface that we use for Good Night, Good Luck. Mm-hmm. He designed that. Interesting. Um, 
for our zine, um, I put that together using a lot of Sarah's, um, Sarah Play, our singer, her photography. So the last oh, time she was in Iceland, she took a bunch of great photography. Oh, and Very we cool. kind of used that um, juxtaposed against the lyrics and uh-huh. stuff like that. And so you guys are jacks of all trades. You do lots of other things, and you bring in these other outside aspects into the creative process in terms of like the aesthetic, creating the brand, if you will. Sarah's very visual, uh, so yeah. she takes she takes phenomenal photography. She uh-huh. just went to Iceland recently, and she showed us some of the photos, and I was like, Jesus H, that has to be our next cover or something. <laughs> Interesting, because, like yeah. it's just like the. Like she took a photo of the Northern Lights. I um, mean, she managed to catch it, which lucky her, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and just like the distance and the isolation and the beauty of it. I'm like, this is the like this, these are the songs. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I mean, like the the fact that like she was I'm getting goosebumps. Ooh. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the the fact that she was able to visually capture like what was in my head, you right, know. And I right. think you know when we did the ice cream and red wine video, we yeah. did it with our good friend Steve Rivera. Shout out Esteban. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. uh, he uh, he did a really good job. Um, the first half of the video is a, is a single take shot. And yeah. Both, they both are. Yes. Uh, but the first half's in black and white, and then we yes. moved to color. That was you know? awesome. So it was, yeah. it's super interesting, kind of the contrast that we try to bring. You yeah, because life and, and and the way that I approach stuff in this band, by the way, guys, uh, is that th- th- it's a series of conflicts, right? It's 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 light and dark, you know, color and lack of color, like, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that uh, that it really kind of um, it messages the conflict that we're trying to kind of put forward really well. Interesting. So, yeah. And so, do, when you guys sit down to do an album, do you have like a how do you, do you have an idea? Do you have like a concept for the album, or you just go song by song? Because I know some bands are like we have a we have an, a big idea for the album, and then each song will almost like feed up into that what's the process like so very 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 lightly with um missing the ep i kind of looked at that it's four songs and four sort of four stages of an insurrection so you interesting ice cream and red wine is the first song on there and Mm -hmm. that's kind of establishing what's going on at present um, what's the second song in there? Is that Dime or is that Monitors? That's, uh, yeah, monitors. We need more symbols than the Monitors. We need more symbols than the Monitors. We have the worst song titles. Yeah. I love no, it. I, I actually love, love it. It's so great. I actually love it because what I love about it is it's, it makes you, it stops you and like, what is this? <laughs> what are you talking about? And so you actually like, you're thinking about yeah, it exactly. and you're actually processing it more. Well, yeah. It's uh-huh. to the point where we've named songs where we can't remember which songs we're playing at the time. It's like, which one is that again? I've, announced, that I've announced songs live that are new that like haven't been released yet uh-huh. and, and they correct me on stage <laughs> and I'm like, no, Nobody knows the difference. You can't let that one Can't let him get away with it. Right, right, right. You've got to so, so what was Monitors? What was the second stage? So Monitors is yeah. sort of um, realizing what's going on. Like, things aren't great right now. Mm-hmm. You know, things are dark. There's some things that we need to kind of work against. Um, the next the next one, um, Dime, is sort of the beginning of the rebellion. So that's gotcha. like oh, we've, we're operating in secret. We're trying to get our stuff together and sort mm-hmm. of rise up and Lorem gotcha. is sort of the culmination of all that after everything's gone everything's oh, destroyed like wow dude man Eric you're like dropping the mic over oh, here man, man. So, I'm, I'm and MFA is, is good deep, for baby. something right <laughs> 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 I love it. That's really exciting. Very cool stuff. And so, Ed, so the, the new album is in process right now. To what extent do you guys actually envision your audience and you think about, well, what is our audience like? How does the, the, the mental representation of the audience in your mind affect the creative process? Or do you separate it out completely? For me, I'd, I'd say it's a little more separated out. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say the, the four newest ones we've been working on fit together perfectly mm-hmm. but they're not so far apart that they couldn't be played together mm-hmm. and so I, I think at least for me when we're going down and doing it we're taking each one at a time like gotcha. we, didn't, we don't sit there and go like oh we're writing this one but the last one we did this it's gotcha. just kind of like what makes sense for the one that we're currently writing right now gotcha 
But you are open to the process of actually looking at the body of work for that album and saying, whoa, there's something there that connects us that we perhaps were not aware yeah. of when the creative process started. A- analytics are huge for that. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Especially like, you know, with Spotify Insights and everything oh, interesting. else. You know, right, we're, right. we're able to see. Um, and again, I from the last band, I took some lessons from this and I brought it to this band. And Ed has been obviously phenomenal. As I know, again, he's again, our social media guy over here, Ed. Uh, <laughs> Ed's in charge of with, social yeah, media. With, with, right. with the theory yeah. of it. I mean, like we're yeah. able to see where people are playing and how old the demographics are. That's like, awesome. Where, where it's resonating. And I mean, and you don't tailor stuff. You know, we're not writing stuff to be like, you know what, 18 to 24 year old, you yeah. know, like people of color that live in the <laughs> that's Midwest right. that's would right. totally jive with this that. This song's for you. This song's for yeah. you guys. No, right. So, I mean, I, I think, yeah. I think you, you're mindful of it because that's how you, um, you kind of, where you distribute it, right? Mm-hmm, so for mm-hmm. us, you know, we played at Kutztown University recently, and that went over pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it resonates well with that eighteen to twenty-four demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily trying to pitch stuff, you know, uh, our stuff anyway, to like you know baby boomers or people above that. So <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you like it, sweet, buy our stuff. You gotcha. know, but but ultimately, you know, you, you write songs to write songs, right? Gotcha. And, and, mm-hmm. and I mean, the, the work speaks for itself. And then you take a look at the insights and you see how you market it well, and hopefully it works. Interesting. So. We got about a minute left, so quickly tell us uh, what's next for you guys, and what are the, the sort of next phases that you're excited about sure um so we're as ed mentioned before we're going to be getting back into the studio in april or may mm-hmm. and we're going to be releasing a series of singles and hopefully awesome. release a little bit something longer towards the end of the year mm-hmm. very exciting stuff ed what your thoughts on i mean kind of no, the, I'm, the next... I'm in the same boat uh, yeah. it's been over a year since we've been in the studio mm-hmm. and working hard part of what jade uh, kind of mentioned before is it, it's hard to kind of keep a continual flow going with only four tracks. So we're really excited to get back in there and get some new material wrapped up so we can start playing out again and start delivering that to, you know, those that would like to listen. Very Itching. cool. Y'all yeah. going to love it. Excellent. Well, this has been a pleasure. Good night, good luck is the name of the band. Jason Verdebello, Eric Zrinski. I just screwed up your name, bro. I work with you every day. <laughs> Working for four How years. How the hell? <laughs> I got to the end of the damn thing. I screwed it up. And Ed Taylor, welcome. I really appreciate you know having you guys come Thanks in. Thank you us. very it's much. It's a true honor. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, no worries, guys. Go check it out. Give us the website one more time. G N G L dot band. Get it, y'all. Yeah, it's awesome. The current uh, 2018 album missing is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new album is in process, guys. Check this out if you are interested in learning more about uh, Good Night, Good Luck. Check them out on the web. Just download the music. Buy it. You know, go and just check it out. They are absolutely awesome. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.